0: welcome to your extensive self podcast i'm your host tasha Credle. i'm a self-healing and leadership coach breathwork and meditation teacher truth finder activator and a passionate student of life I fully believe that everything is interconnected in our world and that it's time that we talk about the deeper truths of it. My goal is to share with you all that I know within the energetics of self-healing, health and wealth, spirituality, sexual energy, conscious business and leadership, basically all the things that I'm obsessed with. I am fully committed to helping you remember that you can lead, embody, create, and live from a place of wholeness, love, empowered sovereignty, and personal freedom. We have conversation with heart leaders, solo episodes, no BS, no filters, sharing from my heart to yours with integrity, love, and wisdom. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I'm so honored and excited to have you here with me. So let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, my loves. I'm so happy to be here. So you're probably a little confused because, I mean, I've recorded literally three or four different intros to my podcast, and this is one of them. This is the newest one that I just created. And, you know, my last podcast episode, which is the one I'm releasing right now that you're listening to, I had uploaded it like a couple of weeks ago, and I was like super excited because I freaking love this conversation with Alexis. And I start playing it because I always like to listen what it sounds like and I was like holy shit this is the this is the old intro like what happened to my new one that i created for season two and it was gone and i was like all right let's just create a new one so it kind of took a little longer because i had to create literally a whole new intro for the podcast anyways so here we are and i'm very very excited to be here very excited to share this conversation with alexis we are talking about all kinds of stuff and you're going to hear about you know how we met and at the divinity behind that and um there's just so much juiciness around it, to be honest, and I'm very excited to hear your feedback, to hear what you thought about it, and to really go and check out her work as well. I'm very, very picky as to who I bring on the podcast. I'm pretty sure I've shared this before, but I only bring on people that I resonate with at a deep level. So if they're on here, is because I really respect them, I really enjoy their work, I really enjoy their embodiment, which is the core of everything, right? And Alexis really just the way she spoke about her work and what she believes in and what she has gone through and and what she teaches really resonated with me. And so here we are. Before we dive into this conversation, I really just want to take a moment to thank you for pressing play, for being here, and genuinely, like, I actually mean this (laughs) from my heart, okay? And I, I really am getting a lot of feedback last couple months from you listeners through my Instagram and just, you know, getting on conversations with you guys and just chatting. I'm like, wow, like... You know, people from uh, Finland, from the UK, from Croatia, from the States, and and even in Canada. And I'm just like in awe every time. I'm like, damn, like this is so crazy that, you know, I get to connect with these people through a podcast. Incredible. And so thank you for showing up for yourself, for the world, for the collective. I freaking love you. And I'm just, I'm just honored to be one of your teachers, guides, you know, whatever you want to call me. I love it for it and if you feel called to leaving a review for this podcast reviews are my literally the core of the expansion of this podcast so they really are a huge game changer and I made it extra extra easy for you guys to leave a review without going through the whole process of like boop, 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 got to go here, got to do that, blah, blah, blah. Super easy. It's two seconds. You'll find the link in the show notes to just scroll down as you're listening to this and you just leave, you know, literally a two second review, whatever that is, whatever's on your heart. I love it. And I'm so thankful for it. Even if it's just feedback, that'd be great. You know, whatever, whatever resonates with you the most, but yeah, they are super appreciated. So thank you in advance for that. And on that note, I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Make sure you tag me, you tag Alexis. She's under Sovereign University on Instagram. I will post her link in the show notes as well. And I'm very excited to just uh, know what you guys think about it. So deep breath. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hello, Alexis. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you, Tasha. It's wonderful to be here.
0: Of course. So a little backstory for the listeners. Um, This is the first time that I meet Alexis on a one-on-one basis because we met through Clubhouse. And I was always in her rooms and hearing her talk. And I was like, man, this woman is like magic. And I want to hear more of her. So followed you on Instagram. And then I was like, she's perfect for the show. Let's bring her on. And you're like the first guest of season two. So it's amazing. I love it.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. And then we'll just flow from there.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Tasha. I have always loved being in the rooms of Clubhouse with you as well. And Mm -hmm love the energy that you bring and it's why it was such an easy yes for me to be here and interview with you and you. conversate with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm Alexis Ware and I am the former founder of uh, Theta School of Magic, which has grown and evolved and transformed into Sovereign University. And um. This is a place where I and others explore what it means to embody sovereignty in Mm -hmm. connection to others, to self, to creator, to all of life. So redefining what sovereignty means from what we've been taught, what we've learned through experiencing the patriarchy Mm -hmm. and, um, the definitions of sovereignty that have to do with oppression and separation and hierarchy and decolonizing sovereignty and reclaiming it for ourselves and recognizing, um, that it's possible for us to have sovereignty without needing to infringe on anyone else's. And yeah. it's possible for us to have sovereignty without, um, uh, blocking anyone else from, from theirs. And what is that dialogue about? How do we, what does that look like? How do Mm -hmm. we actually have energetic, mental, emotional, spiritual sovereignty while staying connected to that? We're all actually interwoven and interconnected. And Mm -hmm. there's pretty much nothing that I can do that doesn't ripple out and have an effect and how to be with that how to be with putting attention on my desires and also, and learning that I'm worthy of honoring them while also having my mindset open to understand how me having desires and meeting them and honoring them impacts all of life, including other humans, animals, plants, and beyond. So that's what I'm passionate about right now.
0: I can sense that. And then my body is like, whoa, yes, yes, yes to all of that. I love it. And I think, I mean, cause I didn't really, like I knew what you did because of the rooms we were on, but I didn't know to what extent, I guess the depth of what you teach. And as you're saying that, like the biggest pain that I'm hearing right now is like just how important this is in this time that we are experiencing and how much people need that. Mm-hmm. So is did this birth itself from a place of your own experience and that, um, maybe did you experience something that really led you into creating this, or you saw that the world needed this, where did this birth itself
1: from? Mm, thank you for asking that question. Yes. Pretty much everything that I birth through my work and my business is coming from my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, experience something, i feel something, i see something, i witness something and then that becomes the foundation or the basis of my next offering or my next course or the actual, you know, structure and mission statement of my business. And um so i would say for me a little bit like a background of like what what a <laughs> how do I go about this sovereignty and connection thing? Um, so my, my background um, long time ago is in traditional Chinese medicine. So I studied mm-hmm. acupuncture, Chinese herbs, um, uh, Asian body therapy. And um, for a time was going about learning how to restore balance in myself and with others through those tools. And the thing that had me seeking. So I would say pretty desperately to restore balance within myself. Well, there are many things. So I say this a lot, (laughs) pretty much all of us growing up on planet earth, there are so many influences that throw us off of our center that take us out of that sovereignty of body, mind, spirit. And so I think that from a very young age, I've always been, I've always seen that that discord between what I know inside of myself that we're, we are capable of creating as humans
0: Mm.
1: and what I look out into our physical world and see that we have created and are continuing to create. And it's been pretty glaring to me since, you know, a very young age. And I'm, I, by the way, you're nodding. I'm guessing to you as well, <laughs> to all yeah. or most of your listeners. Um, and so um, I think even before I was consciously aware of what I was doing, I've always been seeking to restore that balance between what I, I know and want us to have as our lived experience as humans, what I know we're capable of having and what I want us to have as our lived experience as humans on planet earth. And the, the, um, sort of like powerlessness when we look out and it's like, oh, there are all these systems in place and they're bigger than me. And I, um, I don't know how to make a, a large shift as just this one person. So that's kind of like the broader. And then the much more narrow is for me personally, I was experiencing, um, a lot of that imbalance manifesting in my physical body from childhood in the form of a recurring tonsil infection that went from, and I know like a lot of women in particular experience issues with the throat and the tonsils, and it has very much to do with, our learning how to use our voice and feeling safe to use our voice and um, all of the collective consciousness and potentially past life experiences and ancestral experiences of women being killed, tortured, imprisoned for for speaking truth, using our voice, exercising our power and being witnessed in that. So I, I had this recurring infection from childhood on At a certain point in time, when I was living in China as a teenager, that's a whole other story. (laughs) Um, I started using Chinese herbs to heal it and cure it when it happened, as opposed to using antibiotics, which had been the route for a very long time. And at a certain point in acupuncture school, when I went, moved back to the States from China, went to undergrad, went to graduate school for acupuncture, I started to experience a lot of stress because even though we were in a program that's teaching about these principles of balance and, you know, like learn understanding the five elements and, you know, the theory of how energy moves in the body, we were still in graduate school and we had exams and papers and finals and, you know, It was a lot. And so I started experiencing a lot of stress in my body and, um, fatigue, and it started showing up in my tonsils again. And at that point, this was like 2005, 2006, Chinese herbs and acupuncture stopped working. Oh, and (laughs) So I knew I wasn't going to go back to a more Western approach because even at that point, honestly, it had transformed into something viral. Antibiotics wouldn't even work if I used them. And so so I started exploring other routes and I got curious, um, okay, what if this is some kind of repressed memory from my childhood? that it's trying to get my attention and this is not going to clear up until i know what it's wanting to say and at this point in time i was in my like early mid-20s i was just kind of opening up to the possibility of maybe there are past lives it's like maybe there's a past life imprint in there that i just need to understand and move through and clear so i started seeking out a hypnotherapist And I asked one of my mentors at school who I really trusted, do you have a hypnotherapist that you really trust that you would recommend for me to work with to heal this? And he literally reached in his back pocket, pulled out his wallet and pulled out a stack of cards and handed me one. And he's like, this is not a hypnotherapist, but it's very similar. And I think you're really going to resonate with it. So that card belonged to Alexis Davis. Who interesting. Started, very interesting. She's a theta healer <laughs> down in San Diego. She's incredible. She became my theta healer and later later my theta healing instructor. And so I started going to see her. And um, for a time, when I was having the active infections, she would facilitate an instant healing with me. And wow. this was—it's um, it's actually interesting. It's actually my second experience with theta healing because theta healing came into my life some years before that, when I was in undergrad and I went home to Chicago, got sick. A friend told me about a mutual, like a a friend of his who was a massage therapist, but had been studying something kind of out there that might be Mm -hmm. able to do some instant healing things. And he wasn't even charging for it at the time. Cause he was still just practicing. And if I wanted to, I could probably just go and receive. So I, he, he lived walking distance from my dad's place. I walked to his apartment. He did an instantaneous healing on my throat, cleared the thing, wow. showed me Diana Steiball's Theta Healing book, told me, I think you might like to learn this. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> this is not my thing. And at that point in time, I was, I was young. I was like, I was on my track to become a dance therapist. This was before acupuncture and Chinese medicine came into my life. I was like, yeah, no, that's pretty far out there. <laughs> thank you. But I can't do that. I love that. This I is, actually,
0: it's always the case. Oh my God. I
1: actually blocked out the whole experience and taught theta healing for I think a couple of years and shared my story of how Theta Healing came into my life with this woman, Alexis Davis, in San Diego, and that being my introduction to Theta Healing. Shared that story for a couple of years before I actually recalled that I had this experience with this man, Ben, in Chicago.
0: That's so interesting. So, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of have the same thing too, like not to cut your story because I want to hear all of it and, and more of it. Um, but like, I remember like when I started coaching a couple of years ago, people were like, Oh, like, when did you start your journey? And I was like, Oh, I was about like 21. And like, I completely blocked out the fact that I've been doing, I've been having a spiritual mentor since I'm like 15 years old. And apparently like that wasn't part of my memory of like part of my work. Right. But it's so interesting that like that tends to happen as we like create the story of like, how did you, how did you do this? We're like, Oh, you know, it's like, you know, whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Super interesting. Okay. So, so like Alexis yeah. Davis. So basically it was the imbalance in my body showing up yet again in acupuncture school that brought me to find theta healing again, <laughs> oh, <laughs> to right, find right. a second time. Right. And, uh, after working with her, for, I think like six months, um, very regularly, she was encouraging me to take the class and saying, I think you'd really love to have this as a practice, something that you can do with yourself. You know, you can learn how to clear this. You can also learn how to prevent it. Um, And I was like, no, you're just really psychic. There's no way I could do what you are doing. And Mm. she, and even though I was, I was an empath and super intuitive since I was a kid, but still I was like, no, that's next level. uh -uh." (laughs) And it took her, I think four times of really encouraging me to take the course before I finally agreed. And in 2006, while I was in school for acupuncture, I took the basic theta healing course and I didn't realize it at the time, but it really just changed the course of my life so much. And um, so fast forward, I graduated acupuncture school, got licensed, practiced both acupuncture and theta healing for some years, and then my practice just very naturally started to tip in the direction of being really heavy with theta healing. And, but I was attracting more people who wanted theta healing. I was more passionate about, um, offering theta healing. And at that time, by that time I had been certified to teach, I'd been teaching for years. And so in, uh, in 2013, um, I happened upon something called orgasmic meditation And it was another one of those things where it was like, it came into my sphere from like three different people in three different locations, almost at the same time. And I was like, okay, universe, I hear you knocking. Mm -hmm. And it also terrified me. And I've learned that when things terrify me, there's usually something in there for me. There's usually something pretty big for me. Yep get out of that experience. And that's so, a good
0: lesson for anyone to hear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean, not always, right. Like sometimes mm-hmm. like jumping into a, a tiger pen is not like the thing to do always using our discernment, right. <laughs> yeah. But there's that feeling where it's like, okay, I, I can tell that it's scaring me because there's something in me that needs addressing that I'm afraid to address but I can feel that if I have the courage and find the courage inside of me to address it, it's going to open something huge for me. It was that kind of terrifying like the terrifying, terrified of my own power, kind of terrifying mm-hmm. and, um, terrified of what will this unleash if I really tap into my own body and my own desire and really connect at the sensation level with life. And so By 2014, I had, you know, I moved pretty quickly. You know, when I find something, I'm just like, boom. So by 2014, I was already a certified orgasmic meditation coach and trainer. I'd gone through the 10-month coaching program. I started taking Nicole day higher-level courses. I did two intensives with her. I did um, theta healing at almost every single intensive course that she taught. And um, was just very, very deeply involved and active in that community. And so what happened is that I realized that even though I was living a a good life in L.A., I had a, a good private practice, acupuncture, theta, you know, I was doing my thing. I was actually living from my heart chakra upward all the way until I came into contact with orgasmic meditation, I was pretty much just denying one, two, and three. So I wasn't making as much money as I could have been because I was just like, I'm living in the vibration of unconditional love. And I don't really need that. You know, like I'm good. And I was like, I was like totally suppressing my sex, but I was like, oh, you know, it's fine. Like I get to be of service to my clients and it feels really good to help them transform their lives. So who needs sex anyway? And, uh, you know. Or money
0: or anything really.
1: (laughs) And it was this kind of like, um, this life of like, uh, just letting it happen. You know, I wasn't even fully practicing the principles of manifesting my life according to theta healing because I was so just like kind of at the effect of life. I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. Let's just go with this. Okay, life. Thanks. All right. And I wasn't really focusing on what do I want? Like what are my body's desires, my heart's desires, my spirit's desires, like what are the bigger things? Like what, like, and so orgasmic meditation and that whole three-year journey, it was like about a three-year journey for me of going really deeply into that. It helped me connect to my body, really learn how to feel sensation in my body in a whole new way. Just be very, very, um, attuned to even, subtle sensation shifts in my body um, Mm -hmm. in every moment. And what that allows for, what that opens up is that, uh, well, so much. Um, One of the things that, that I learned through that practice is that sensation never lies. That sensation is actually the purest form of communication. And I really love the ways that theta healing and orgasmic meditation overlap, Mm -hmm. Um, because being able to attune to the subtle layers of sensation and feel sensation in my body in real time, it actually helps me to feel energy moving and to become more and more aware in real time of what's happening on an energetic level. And it's like, no, like I'm a very innocent person. Like I'm very gullible, you know? And so it's like, no longer can I pull the wool over my own eyes about what's happening because I'm paying attention and I can feel. And Mm -hmm. so this is one of the superpowers that I teach my students and my private program clients is to learn how to feel sensation and energy at the sensation level in the body. Because when we're attuned to that, when we have woken up that power, it's like no one can pull anything over on us, even ourselves. And that's the most common thing, right? It's like, Um, we tend to delude ourselves and not want to see and feel and and penetrate like what's actually happening here in this relationship, in this exchange, um, in the ways that I'm relating with life. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, it's like a whole new world opens up where it's just actually, it's so much more honest and real and grounded. And Mm -hmm. so Pretty much what I do in my practice is I I weave little bits of all of the tools that I've gathered along the way. So mm-hmm. it includes the TCM background, it includes the Theta healing, uh, and the Theta healing is a large part of what I do. It includes mm-hmm. being trained as a uh a coach uh according to the philosophy of orgasm, right? Learning how to apply the 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 eight stages of orgasm to all of life. And then, you know, I have these other tools that I've acquired along the way, like Kundalini yoga instructor, Reiki master, you know, like human design strategist, like all these things. So um, I pretty much just weave them all together and deliver what needs to be delivered in the moment. Um, And I recently just, um, when was this? February and March taught a course called Formless and Deform. And it was the first Mm. time that I ever created an offering where I wove together almost every single one of my modalities into one thing. And it was so fun. And I I led two groups of nine women each through this six-week course.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm actually going to rename it and run it again as patriarchy rehab. Ooh, baby.
0: <laughs> I'm like interested in all of this. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to message you about this later. I'm like, I'm super intrigued. It sounds super juicy. Mm-hmm. So, for those who don't know, because I'm like hearing like they probably don't even know what it is, but can you explain what theta healing actually is and how you? practice that with your clients, because I've spoken about it before. And like, I mean, you know, in our world, it's like, who doesn't know that? Like, it's so part of our world that we forget that other people don't know. Right. Totally. So could you explain a little bit about, yeah, like what it is
1: and what the magic behind it is? Absolutely. Yeah. So Theta Healing, uh, thank you so much for asking. <laughs> I do course, sometimes okay. forget that not everyone already is totally familiar with it. right Um, yeah. So theta healing, it's an energy healing modality that works with the theta brainwave to do instantaneous healing. And the theta brainwave, more and more of us are becoming aware of it and hearing about it because we're beginning to understand just how important it is and all of the benefits to being in the theta brainwave. So we all go, so I'll explain this first of all, Our, our brains are never in just one brainwave. They're always holding, you know, multiple waves. They're fluctuating. It's just a predominant state. So in our sleep cycle, when we're in the dreaming portions of our sleep cycle, our brains are predominantly in the theta brainwave. Mm. And it used to be thought that and believed that you had to be like an extremely experienced meditator, like we're talking like Buddhist monk or, you know, like 50 plus year meditator to really consistently be able to drop into the theta brainwave while awake and conscious. Because it's so dreamy. It's it is uh-huh. access to the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And um the founder of Theta Healing, Vianna Steiball, she basically received what she calls downloads. She received information about how to get into the theta brainwave while awake and conscious, even if you've never meditated before in your entire life. Dang. And she used this technology to heal herself of supposedly incurable cancer. And then she started writing books. She founded the school, Theta Healing Institute of Knowledge and started teaching other people, the modality. And this was only like 25 years. 30 years ago, something like that. And it's Mm -hmm. now very widespread all over the world. It's super popular in Germany and Japan and the United States. It's like wildfire because people like myself are having incredible results with it. So just like my theta healer promised, my theta healing teacher promised me, I did learn how to perform instantaneous physical healing which i have facilitated on myself my tonsils my back my neck on a clients you know um working with lyme disease and um parkinson's and um just anything like nerve pain uh you know back issues all all sorts of things so um many many people are having pretty profound results with theta healing and so it is um it's becoming more and more common that's why sometimes i think like everyone's heard of it even though i know that totally not but so many more people have heard of it now than when i first got into it really really into it in 2006 um so the way that it works is Um, this is what Vianna received as downloads that she teaches that I also teach in the Theta Healing course, the basic Theta course, is we learn a meditation to take part of our consciousness down into the earth and pull it up through our body, through our energy body, open and align each of our chakras and then actually send that part of our consciousness with our awakened aligned Kundalini energy up and out through the top of our head, through our crown and send it beyond this earth plane, send it beyond the duality that exists in this earth plane and some of the other planes of existence and send it all the way to source, to creator, which in theta healing speak is uh, synonymous with unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And so Viana also explains that even though this technique that we learn in the basic theta class is about going down and then up and out, it's also simultaneously a process of going deeply within and that this up and out, it's, it's not actually, it doesn't actually really exist. Like she, she explains and it took me, it took me like years of like teaching theta before I like really grasped this concept that, um, there's the, the, the planes of existence as described in theta healing, there are seven of them, that it's simply a framework of reference for our human minds to understand the workings of the universe. And that the more time we spend with our brains in the theta state, the more those veils between the planes of existence—they—they they fade, they disappear. We realize that they're—they're they're actually, yeah, it's simply <laughs> energy moving at different speeds. And um, so, with theta healing, we take part of our consciousness, connect it to that energy of creation, the energy of all that is. We call it where everything exists. The potential for everything exists. And so theta healing, it's not just like, we can connect to that theta brainwave in so many ways, right? Right? We actually connect with it. I think we're understanding more and more. We connect with it in deep writing processes. We connect with it. um, You know, Stephen Kotler has done all this research around flow states and extreme sports athletes, and even like extreme sports when it comes to like poets who like uh, perform and, you know, compete. Right. Um, so there's this, uh, there's a science behind understanding how we get into what he calls flow states, which I like to call the creative state. Um, because, uh, well, he calls it the flow cycle. I like to call it the creative cycle because part of what I teach in what will become patriarchy rehab, what was formless into form is taking flow off the pedestal and elevating ebb to her rightful throne so we we tend to pedestalize everything that is masculine everything that is you know we have something to show for like yes like look at this i did this and um Don't tend to give as much like honor and appreciation for all of the other parts of the creative cycle that go into that moment of like, oh, I'm in flow. And it's, you know, there's all that muck. There's like the moments when we're literally a weeping mess laying on the ground, but nobody wants to post that weeping mess on Instagram, myself included, right? Like I'm still working to decondition myself from the patriarchy. So, so anyway,
0: um, so this is great, by the way, I'm, I'm all in for it. So go for it,
1: babe. This is awesome. <laughs> um, so. So we're understanding that the theta brainwave does play a huge role in the flow state and we're, when we're in that state of flow we are our, our brains are largely in theta and gamma. And so there are many many ways we can get into theta binaural beats is another way that we can get into theta. We literally just put these earbuds in our ears, put the binaural beats on and boom, we're in that deeper state of relaxation. That's even deeper than alpha where we are when we're daydreaming or giving and receiving Reiki. Um, So there's all these different ways to get there, but theta healing is a whole system for what to do once you get there. Mm. So it's learning how to harness the power of the theta brainwave all of those infinite possibilities really tapping into our ourselves as that creator the the source of creation right the going up and out and connecting the source is also the same as going into the tiniest little parts inside of ourselves like in our molecules that's us we're made of that same stuff So theta healing is, it's a system for that. It's really, truly a technology for how to harness the power of that brainwave and then create with it, including creating um, shifts in the subconscious belief systems, which is what theta healing is most well-known for. It's called the belief work. So Mm -hmm. we use theta healing as a bridge to the subconscious to go in there and locate specific belief systems, programs that we received mostly in our childhoods from zero to seven years old, often also through our DNA, through epigenetics from our ancestors. We can pull the beliefs or programs into our subconscious psyche from collective consciousness because we're all connected. And um, it's also possible that we may have beliefs and programs in there from past life And one of the things that I love about Theta Healing is that we can talk about past lives without needing to have a dogmatic belief in past lives. Because we understand that we all receive past life information in various ways. So from our ancestors in our DNA, we receive information from their lives, from the collective grid. We pull information down. It can feel just as real to us as though we lived it because we're so connected. We may have actually lived past lives. And then we can also pick up past life information from physical objects, from geographical locations. So, um, So Theta Healing is basically this system that allows us to go in there and find out what are those subconscious programs that you're running, that you've gathered from all these different places, from the people and situations and places around you, um, from your ancestors, to go in and find the ones that are not serving you in the highest and best way. The ones that are actually deterring you from being who you came here to be blocking you from achieving your your highest joy your your um most felt sense of yourself right just mm-hmm. like Oh, yeah, that's what it feels like to be me. And then it gives us the power to actually pull them out one by one, like surgery, and then upgrade them. And everything is done with consent. You're awake and conscious the whole time. You get to say yes to everything you want to clear and everything you want to receive. And then basically what we're understanding more and more is that the subconscious mind is it's it's it, it plays the hugest role in the way that we create our lives. So the statistics as I have read them are that the subconscious mind makes up 88% of our brain and is responsible for 95% of our behavior. Mm -hmm. So this is why it's so important for us to use a tool, any tool, it doesn't have to be theta healing, but whatever tool we find that works for us, that helps us to address and reprogram those subconscious beliefs so that we can really have volition in our lives and be at choice and not just running these old outdated programs that say things to us like, you're not worthy. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve love. Love is dangerous. Relationships are all manipulative. You know, like all the programs that we receive. All the things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's incredible. I mean, you're doing incredible work and I know you know that. So, and I'm so happy that we're talking about this because I talked to my, to my audience all the time about the importance of subconscious reprogramming. And, and I love that you said, find a tool that works for you. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the other part of like teaching people to be more sovereign. Like, you know, it's not my way or his way or her way specifically, like find what works for you, what really resonates in your body, what feels like a, like a full sacred fuck yes in your system, you know, and that leads you into a space that you can start using tools for yourself so that it's not specifically not to depend on people or to, you know, receive support or help because I still think even though we're doing this work for ourselves, we can still, we are still in the space of receiving support from others at all times. It's part of community um, and connections. But I think in this point in time, if there's a lot of of people reaching for the external all the time, you know, like, something's wrong with me. Oh, this, something's wrong with me. Oh, that. And so I'm noticing that a lot. And I'm like, always teaching my girl, like spe- specifically my mastermind right now, I was just telling them on one day, I'm like, listen, even, I don't know what you need. Okay. Like that pedestal talk you were talking. I'm like, fuck yes. Like, I'm so happy we're talking about this. Cause there's so much of that. Even if it's like astrology or tarot or whatever else, like me, a person or whatever, you know, there's a lot of pedestal talk, um and and i love that you even put the concept of flow being on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Like that is i i honestly i have never thought it. i've talked about pedestal talks all the time. I've never even thought that the fact that flow is on a pedestal. And it's so true. <laughs> yeah. Incredible.
1: Yeah, i love that, that, that you're really mentioning this and it it brings something to mind that i would love to talk about a little bit which is of course. um so i I am developing and evolving my n- niche or niche. I never know how to pronounce that. Yeah, word. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> <laughs> it's showing itself to me over time, and what it what it really um, looks like and feels like right now is um, basically decoding self love. Mm. And one of the things that I have experienced as I move through what I find to be different stages of self-love and different depths of self-love is that at a certain point in time, um, to me, certain behaviors equated to self-love. And if I could get myself to do those things for myself, then that would prove to me that I love myself. This is so good. And (laughs) The stage that I have moved into and am kind of moving through is discovering that self love is a vibration and it is not dependent on what I do or don't do. And that equating self love with self care can actually be a little bit of a dangerous trap because what that means then is if I didn't take my bath Saturday night with rose petals and essential oils and Epsom salt and baking soda, if I didn't meditate this morning, um, if I didn't like, you know, who, whatever else in my mind, if I didn't do my yoga, if I didn't do this or do that, then, oh shoot, I didn't love myself today oh man, I must not be loving myself because I'm not doing the things that equate to self-love. And so I'm in a place that's, it's almost like, um, like I've moved through slash. I'm kind of still moving through a rebellious phase, which I think is kind of a necessary phase and stage where it's almost like rebelling against my own daily practices because I'm coming to an even deeper understanding and feeling and knowing of my self-love that's not dependent on me doing those things. And I know that where I am and also where it's headed for me is a place where I'm I'm really listening to my body and really listening to my needs and desires in every moment and following what I actually need as a and want and desire, as opposed to what my mind has told me as the structure and plan of what self-love is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot to do with like, you know, seeing a sink full of dirty dishes and being able to be like, yeah, they're there and I'm still awesome. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah,
0: totally. Like it's, it's, not
1: meditating one morning and being like, you know what? I still get to have great. a great
0: fucking day. <laughs> yep. Awesome. I totally agree. It's I was just talking about this to a client, like, I don't know, maybe a month ago where she, I, I kept hearing her talk about self-care in a way that like, we're just converse, conversing and she's the way she spoke about it. You know, you can, you can always sense in somebody's system when they're talking about something, it feels heavy. So it felt, I could feel that in her system, she thought that self-care was like a chore. And I was like, whoa, we're like completely at the opposite end of what it, what this is technically supposed to mean. And I was like, what would we, what if we change this to, okay, let's amplify your self-perception in every moment. Mm -hmm. And she was like, whoa. So I'm like, okay, so amplify the self-perception of love in every moment. Mm -hmm. And her entire face like lit up and she was like, wow, like, I can perceive myself in love and like, without doing anything. And I'm like, and just in that moment, I didn't really, you know, it just came through and I was like, wow, like that's, this is so good. Like, why are we talking about self-care? And it feels like great. Another thing to do, you know, that like (laughs) should feel good. And it's just like added to the list, you know? So yeah, I think, but it's such a beautiful way that you expressed it as like completely just this vibration that resonates from the inside out and that we get to really embody and amplify and choose over and over and over again. And that's the practice itself, right? Like detaching from, from all the the things again, of like what we think we need to do in order to be, mm-hmm. or get to, or heal or whatever. And, and there's a lot of dangerous games in the healing world, self-development, you know, like mm-hmm. the healing There's a like, I was just talking about this yesterday about the, always trying to find what's wrong with you mm-hmm. so that, you can start finally being healed as though like, you know, there's, yeah, there's always something wrong with you. And just being in that space is so exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I can sense that people, especially now that we're, you know, we're we're seeing this world really evolve even more. I can see there's a lot of that of like, you know, I tried this and I tried that and nothing's working. No, no, no. I'm like, yeah, because Mm -hmm. you always think something's wrong with you. Yeah. And there's a lot of shame in that too, right? Like, yeah, must fix this because I'm broken. So I can I can understand that.
1: Yeah. I um so I lead I lead this monthly theta healing group called the Free Witches Club. And we met last night and the topic was closing out cycles, closing cycles to plug energy leaks. Mm. And what I shared with them last night is it's it's not a secret. Um, whenever I make an offering, whether it's the six week formless into form soon to be patriarchy rehab course, or, you know, even like a smaller, like the monthly offering, I tend to go through a mini course of it myself right before I teach it or right before I offer it. I'm sure we all like almost all of us do this. I love that. The course behind the course, right? (laughs) Uh So, um, the whole week leading up to, um, leading that, um, pre wishes club, I was closing out cycles because part, as I mentioned before, like my, my inspiration for everything I offer is what's really happening in my life. So when I picked that topic, I picked that topic because I had a lot of open cycles and I was leaking energy. (laughs) So, um, so I was going through this process of just like, it wasn't conscious or intentional. I wasn't like saying, okay, I'm leading this thing. I've got to close out cycles. It just naturally occurs. Right. So it's like, I, I claim the thing, I take it on, I'm going to teach it. And then just naturally I start closing out the cycles. And so as I was going through it, it was so joyful and blissful. Like every time I closed a cycle, whether it was like finally moving that pile of stuff that was on my floor into the storage shed, or, you know, like emailing that person I'd been putting off or whatever the thing was, it was just like, ah, and then like seeing the floor all clean and like, ah, like, so I talked about like, if it feels so good to close out cycles, why don't we do it? Why do we leave them open? And so part of it, it's like this, it's like an addiction to a vibration of scattered or drained or overwhelmed or overworked or whatever the the thing is. And then we have to look at even deeper, even more deeply, why do we have those addictions What is it that we're afraid of looking at when we aren't, when we do have the energy, when we're not drained, when we're not overwhelmed, when we're able to be in stillness and be with ourselves. And, you know, so much of it comes around to fear. And I know, you know, this fear of our greatness, fear of how huge we actually are, uh, fear of what we're actually here to do. And like, How to reconcile that with again, coming back around to what we talked about in the beginning, like when we look outside and we're like, Whoa, that's kind of scary world we're living in. How do I, how do I be the fullness of myself? How do I bring my gifts through in this world that I'm looking at out there? Mm -hmm. And so We got into some of this last night. We got to get into some of the subconscious belief systems and fears around that to free up the energy so that we could close out the cycles and just have it be still and have it be peaceful and have it be clear so that we can actually really channel our creative energy in and have access to it and then choose where we want to channel it. Juicy.
0: (laughs) I love that. It's so good. It's so good. Everything that you're saying, I'm like so resonant with, and I'm so happy that we're talking about this and amplifying this and activating people with our words and our own vibrations through this conversation. Um, Wow. Yes, yes, yes. I just want to respect your time. Okay. Because you got something going on. And what I really, really would love to finish all of this with is, could you give us a taste the, to the audience of what theta healing is, because I know you do this on clubhouse. I don't know if you want to do this, but putting it out there, are you, do, does
1: that feel good for you? Um, let me feel into that for just a moment because I was interviewed on a podcast a while ago and I had like 15 minutes to, um, it's like 10 or 15 minutes or so to share theta healing with the audience. And it actually didn't feel like it was able to go very deep because it was such a short amount of time. time. And so it's kind of like, you don't actually really get a taste of theta healing. And then Mm -hmm. you might make up in your mind that, oh, it sounded great, but it's not really actually that effective because, you know, so let me just feel into it for a moment, because I know that there is also benefit like, um, Vianna Steiball does like one minute downloads on her Instagram stories all the time. And I love them. So let me just feel into it because it doesn't have to be what it was before. Yeah, I would like to do just a real quickie. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Okay. So the way it works is in just a moment, I'll ask for permission to access your energetic field and work with your energy. Um, whether you're, you know, Tasha, who's here with me live, or whether you're tuning in later and listening to this podcast, it doesn't matter because that's how feta healing works. It gets to traverse space and time. It's really amazing like that. So, um, you can still say yes to receive any of the downloads and clearings that you would like to receive. Um, again, you have, total volition. You get to consent as to what you want to receive. If there's ever a thing that you don't want, just let that one go by. Just don't say yes out loud to that one for everything that you do want. Just go ahead and give a verbal yes. So um, Tasha and all of our listeners may have permission to access your energetic field and work with your energy. Yes. Thank you. okay so i just want to do a couple downloads around some of the themes that we talked about today um so can i have permission to give us all the download i know what the vibration of self-love feels like in my body mind and spirit yes and just say yes out loud if you would like to receive And then can I have permission to teach us to all the cells of our bodies and all levels of our energetic fields, the program I feel and am worthy of self-love exactly as I am in this and every moment. Yes. And I know how to feel and be worthy of self-love exactly as I am. Yes. I know how to live my daily life without waiting until I've accomplished X, Y, or Z to love myself. Yes. And I'm worthy of loving myself now. Yes. It's safe for me to channel creative energy. Yes. It's safe for me to bring creative energy into action. Yes. I know how and when to do this in the highest and best ways. Yes. I know how to honor all aspects and all points and all locations of my creative cycle. Yes. I know how to honor both the ebb and the flow. Yes. It's possible for me to do this. Yes. It's safe for me to do this. Yes. And I'm already doing this. Yes. It's possible that it's safe for me to know myself. Yes. I know how to feel and be safe knowing myself. Yes. I am safe knowing myself. Yes. It's possible that it's safe for me to feel, know, and be myself in today's world. Mm, Yes. I feel and am safe knowing and being myself in today's world. Yes. I know how to connect deeply with myself at the level of sensation. Yes. It's safe for me to connect with myself and my body at the sensation level. Yes. I know what it feels like to feel and be safe to use and exercise my voice in this life. Yes. It's possible that I am safe to use my voice in this life. Yes. I know what it feels like to feel and be worthy of being heard in this life. Yes. I am worthy of being heard. Yes. And I know how to feel safe being heard. Yes. I know how to be heard in the highest and best ways. Yes. And I am heard in the highest and best ways. Yes. Okay, just do maybe one more. I mean, I'm keeping track of time Tasha, so don't don't worry about it. I understand what clarity feels like in my body, mind, and spirit. Yes. I am worthy of feeling clarity in all of my bodies, mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical. Yes. I know how to live my daily life with clarity. Yes. I am worthy of this. Yes and I'm already doing it. Yes. I know what sovereignty feels like in my body through the perspective of all that is. Yes. I am worthy of sovereignty in and of all of my bodies. Yes. It's possible for me to have physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual sovereignty without sacrificing connection. Mm, Yes. I am worthy of sovereignty and connection. Yes. And I am worthy of connection in my sovereignty. Yes. I know how to have this. Yes. When to have it. Yes. And I already have it. Yes. And this is safe for me. Okay, go ahead and take a nice deep breath, coming fully present to yourself and your body and your current time, current physical surroundings. Exhale, send energy down into the earth. Inhale, pull energy up from the earth, opening and aligning each one of your chakras. As you're ready, begin to feel the weight of your body on whatever you're sitting, standing or lying on, the temperature of the air on your skin. Notice, is there a sensation I feel in my body right now? Like I feel a cool tingling on the back of my left shoulder and arm. Hmm. and when you're ready go ahead and blink your eyes until they want to open that was
0: so good (laughs) I think you tapped into my field of like very specifically a few times
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's what everyone Um, always feels Mm -hmm. yeah of course
0: right um I can just simple share before we finish this, but um, you had said about the feeling safe in um, in my body when I feel heard, mm-hmm. um, and what clicked in my mind is that uh, I mean my life is great right now, but there's some little things that I need to figure out that is taking some time. And when you said that, what came through was like, wow! I thought that the universe wasn't hearing me,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I felt very unheard in what I was. I've been asking. So that I felt that clear, like in my chest, like right away. So thank you for that. That was
1: perfect. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that reflection. I'm so (sighs) happy to hear that. Um, That feels
0: really nice.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, just in closing, I am planning to teach a basic theta healing course for the first time since before the pandemic began. Wow. In September, most likely. It will be very small in person in Santa Cruz, California. And then also it's Mm -hmm. going to be my first time opening it up to people through Zoom. So everyone can find me uh, and reach out if you're curious or interested about in that learning Theta Healing as a tool for yourself or those you love or your clients. Um, My website is sovereign-university.com. And you can Great. contact me through there or Sovereign University on pretty much all of the, most of the social media and mm-hmm. except for on Clubhouse, I'm at Theta Magic.
0: Oh, amazing. You changed it because you were Alexa Square
1: before, right? Or no, were you it, always, it always is at Theta Magic. It just says my name above that. Yeah.
0: Didn't even realize that. Good to know. And I'll add, I'll add all the links in the show notes so people can just click. Um, but where are you most active is still
1: Clubhouse? Um, you know, I'm most active these days in my daily life. Amazing. <laughs> I've been very quiet on social media, which um, you know, we all go through phases with it. And I think being quiet on social media is such an important phase. Um, also to be honored just as much as when we're posting a lot and, you know, increasing our following and all of that, it has a lot to Mm -hmm. do with honoring the ebb. Um, Mm -hmm. and yet I am responsive on all the platforms. So you can find me in any of the locations and I will respond. I love that.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time, Alexis. This was magical and I'm very excited for everybody to hear, um, just, yeah, you, your voice, your sharing, your gifts. And is there anything else that you'd like to share with us before we get off?
1: Mm, Yeah, just that I wish that I, um, I mean, I don't, I don't tend to hold regrets. So it's like, uh, I don't even know if I can say I wish that I had, but what Mm -hmm. I want to share is um, that it really is possible to just love yourself now and to stop, waiting until the dishes are done, or your to-do list is complete, or you have that partnership that you want, or you've made a certain amount of money, that you really can just start now. And then through the process of holding and living it and being in the vibration of self-love and the joy that comes with that, all of those things will naturally flow to you in the perfect and divine timing. So... So simple. And yet, well, it's all simple. such a journey,
0: right? <laughs> such a journey, totally. Well, again, thank you so much for your time and your energy and everything. I'm so excited to post this. And uh, yeah, I, I hope I get to connect with you again soon. And guys, go follow her, connect with her obviously she's amazing according to to your own sovereignty if that's what you desire (laughs) according to yeah exactly all the things (laughs) but yeah thank thank you so so much much. this this has
1: been so enjoyable and pleasurable (sighs) for me I I really have loved this this conversation and I'm so grateful for this opportunity to connect with you and your Mm -hmm. listeners and I also look forward to more deep breath. I love this.
0: Enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll chat soon, Mm. my love. Okay, take care. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Damn. Well, i'm sure you guys enjoyed this episode and if you did if you enjoyed the theta healing if you enjoyed the information if you enjoyed the transmissions the conversation the energy all of it, all of it, all of it. I invite you to share it on your Instagram. Tag me and Alexis. Let us know so that we can share it on our own platform so that we can inspire others, you can inspire others, and we just create this complete ripple effect of inspiration back and forth and around and really get to wake up. Wake up the people. Wake up those who need some waking. You know what I mean? Wake and bake. No, don't wake and bake. I don't know. Okay, my loves. I'm feeling like I got my motivation back for podcasts and I will never promise anything because I do not like to create from a space of need, lack, have to, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, a big thing that was holding me back for a little bit was the intro to this podcast. So make sure you stay up to date because there's a lot of things being brewed together right now. A lot of creations that are coming forward within my sphere to help you guys more. So make sure you stay in touch with me either through my my newsletter, which I don't really use that much but i'm super active on instagram so even if you don't want to follow me i mean i'd appreciate the follow but let's just stay in touch through there at least because you never know okay so i'm sending you guys so much love i hear you i appreciate you i see you and i'm just very thankful to have this platform so i will see you guys on the next episode enjoy the rest of your day your morning Make sure you breathe, express your gratitude, and just fucking rock it out there. (laughs) See you guys soon.